Hey guys, and welcome back to episode five of the Barbster Podcast. I'm James, and today I'm not joined by Holly again. I'm joined by my good friend Theo. Hello. How you doing? Theo. James. We've known each other for quite some time now. Quite some time. We're like 11? 10, Quite 11? possibly. But if people don't know how old we are, that, that might mean <laughs> that we've known enough. each other for two years. We're not 12. Cut, cut the finger off, cut the ring. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's like about 20 years. Yeah, I was going to say we've known each other for almost 20 years. And weirdly, we, or you, have never been in any video... I've ever made. That's very true. Yeah. yeah. No podcast. What am I doing wrong, James? Even though we've only done five podcasts. <laughs> so let's um what what should we go into? We we're gonna be talking about lots of different things today. Mainly it's gonna be a gaming related podcast. Today. That is the thing with me, isn't it? It's, it's whenever we hang out, else. it's always let's just talk <laughs> about games. And you can see the girl's eyes just going, Oh, oh talking gosh. about games again. Yeah. So yeah, normally we try to talk about sort of travel and tech stuff, where I feel like today is basically going to be gaming and nothing but gaming. <laughs> the main reason is, is I would class you as a very, very good gamer. Oh, well, thank you very much. And I thought that you would be the perfect <laughs> person to come onto the podcast and just talk about games. I do whether, enjoy talking about Whether games. that's new games, old games, memories of games and all of everything in between this is something that i thought about the other day actually I was okay like, what's because bizarrely i always think of you and early memories of gaming yeah with you had this thing set up when we used to play like junior football yeah and it was if you scored a hat trick you got a game do you remember this it was like a reward system that your yeah, parents oh, put in yeah, place yeah, to yeah, say yeah. like you can have a reward for doing well at sports <laughs> i remember one of them was to get a BMX, I had to score like yeah. So it wasn't always a game. twenty was games a... or thirty games in a season, and then like every every goal I scored, I'd draw like a stick man like will, which means like, every <laughs> so if I scored two goals, that's like two wills, and then it'd be like the chain. Yeah. And after like twenty so it's, or thirty it's goals, like hangman. so then like you've just got to hope that you score enough to get the breaks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Otherwise, game over. Yeah, literally. Yeah. But to that end, I remember we played a very uh, mud muddy pitch game of a game of football yeah um and you scored three goals because you were great at football when we were doing <laughs> the junior stuff and um i'm rubbish now by the rubbish way. now but uh and then your parents were like you can now have uh tomorrow never dies on the ps1 and i always remember that it was it's one of my <laughs> earliest memories of i was gonna say have you looked at the list of things which we're going to talk about today because my very first question is oldest memory what is the it's, oldest memory of i mean of I, our friendship I, I do remember meeting you actually because do we were, you yeah well we were like 10 oh, 11 gosh. years old so i still have a memory of that and um being straight edge maybe that hasn't affected my memory as badly <laughs> as some other people but like um what was our first memory or our first memory so we, we, our first time we, we met our first memory so we um so we met in school so memories. i so we went to we went to junior school together and it was like it was year three so that is about 10 10 years old no it's earlier than that, earlier it? yeah it is earlier than that because that's like going into secondary school because going into primary school yeah you and i and it was um joe and myself mm -hmm. who'd come up from one school and you and alex porter yeah <laughs> and i think we just all just sat on one table and for then years and years and years we were all in the same group isn't it strange how that happens like school friendships you're kind of you're put together 
some people you gel with, some people you don't ever speak it, to it, again. It's literally like... But it's like if you were sat next yeah. to someone, it's like how that can blossom mm. into what it is today. Well, yeah, I mean, that was four four kids just put in a put on a table together because <laughs> did we have a chair or yeah we had, on the table? <laughs> we had chairs <laughs> um but we we were sat in school together and that was it and then for three or four years there we were all yeah. in the same class and then i think it was going to secondary school and we kind of i think actually the three of you went were you were i think you were all in the same form group and i was the one that was kind of pulled <laughs> dragged out, out dragged out and put in another form group and i can remember <laughs> at the time thinking like can i not go with my friends um it's probably because you're a lot cleverer than me and you went to I like i don't yeah. think that's how <laughs> I don't think that's you went into like the good classes i was just like left behind <laughs> no i don't i don't think that is that is the is case. that like would you say that's the oldest memory then uh i certainly remember i remember meeting you do you want to know one of the the memorable things of me and you, which comes to mind? If someone said, like, what's an old memory of you two when you were at school or whatever? Mm. Can you remember? I don't know how old we were. We were probably, like, 12 or 13. Okay. And uh, what was it called? There was a TV program about free running, the French free running team. Jump Which, London. Jump London. <laughs> That's what it was called. We went free running in the park. We did. I don't know why. That is one thing. We just watched it. We both went into school the next morning. We went, did you watch that program, the Jump London last night? Like, yep. Should we go to the park and later it, and just It, it was just you and me. It was you, was there me, more? and every... Every oh, kid everyone in wanted to do free running at that point, which is now like, called parkour. 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 And now, yeah, now <laughs> I can't think of that without thinking of parkour. that episode of The American Office yeah. where they're running Steve around <laughs> shouting parkour and jumping off things. And it's, yeah, when I think back, actually, we're, we did that in the park. The we day did. After it came out. It was like jumping over a slide and like trying to dive over a swing or a seesaw or something. <laughs> How we didn't seriously injure ourselves. Yeah, but when you're when you're a kid, you bounce. You do bounce as a kid. It's yeah. the puppy fat. It's, it's the, all the it just it provides a protective layer. Yeah, around the that's, that's very true. <laughs> and um, unfortunately, sorry to disappoint everyone who's listening right now. Me and Theo are not professional parkour people. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I trip I up a curb. And that's about it. <laughs> Just running on every, the rooftop. every rooftop. <laughs> Talking about parkour then. Mm. Were you ever into Assassin's Creed? I was into Assassin's Creed. Um, I bought the original Assassin's Creed when it came okay. out. And on the PS3 in 2007, I think. You've got and a very good memory. I'm not going to doubt you I, on this. I, I, oh, people prove me wrong. I'm sure <laughs> all the time. But um, I think it was around like 2007. And it was one of the first big open world action games. And I can remember seeing it years before. And for me, Assassin's Creed, I really enjoyed it. But damn, I do not like that modern day twist on it right i want to play in the crusades or i want yeah, to yeah, play yeah. in um the renaissance and having that modern twist on it and i've kind of fallen in and out of love with the series over time and i must admit i've not jumped on any of the new the latest the latest no, ones i've never really got into them mm. holly's played a couple of them yeah um but i don't know why i don't know why i haven't because we were a fan of the parkour. I think you. I think you love them. I think I would. I genuinely we, do think we were. Like them. We were going to buy the newest one. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, is it Odyssey? Odyssey. Odyssey. Yes. The Greek Odyssey. Yes. We. I played like the demo of it 
at oh where did i go like egx or insomnia or, or something or, or something or one of those gaming yeah. festivals before it was released um so i had a little quick play with it which is cool mm. but i've never got my teeth stuck into it yeah and actually played it which i've always said i will go and play them but i'm sure at the time a few other games came out and it was just it's the way the, you know nowadays these games and specifically the assassin's creed series yeah they make these enormous open worlds which are very very impressive yeah but as someone who is busy as, as you where do you find the time to actually explore an open world and make the most of it? And put in tens of hours, if not hundreds of hours into a game. Yeah, yeah. When there's a lot of competitions for different games as well. Well, that's the other thing, is that you have to really be... I mean, I love Greek mythology. Yeah. I think it's fantastic and very interesting. And I know they've introduced some more of that sort of stuff into... They've added mythological creatures yeah. and side quests and things like that into Assassin's Creed over the last few entries. And so that appeals to me. What doesn't appeal to me is that I also have a hundred other games sitting on my hard drive that I'm thinking, God, I really want to play Hollow Knight, for instance, you know, and it's or something else. Yeah. And it's I can't dedicate my time to that if there's something that doesn't quite appeal to me. And I must admit what doesn't appeal to me now in Assassin's Creed is numbers. That Mm -hmm. sounds really, really weird. But what I mean by that is that now everyone has a number and it's the same thing that ubisoft did with the division and to that end i feel like if i hit someone in the head as a headshot yeah that person's down that should be yeah. the way of, you know that's how i how i like to do things. Yeah, yeah not yeah. that person survives it because they're a higher level than me in the in the division your protection is a hat a woolly hat <laughs> and it's like shoot you in the face oh you're fine but it's because you're another level up and it's the same kind of thing with assassin's creed and it scales up and i get that there's a certain type of gamer that gets that and Mm -hmm. enjoys that sort of thing it's not my cup of tea if i'm honest yeah um i'm very much uh uh i like i like that realism i like to be able to take on unsurmountable odds but attack it in a way with skill to be able to kind of if I can headshot you from half a mile away with a sniper rifle and you're super badass kind of dude or whatever, it's I can still do that. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. I like that freedom of being able to play games in in lots of different ways. So I guess then, what do you what would you say you enjoy and what you what don't you enjoy within games then? Because obviously you you pick and choose what games you like to play. Yes, yeah. And if you pick up a game and it has an element like that in it, what in your eyes? makes not i'm not i don't want to say a bad game but what Mm. makes a game you wouldn't want to pursue or carry on and play um that's a good that's a really good question i think i think like i said actually funny enough assassin's creed yeah you know it actually has a lot of the elements in it that i really appreciate in games so one of my favorite games of this generation has been metal gear solid 5 Mm -hmm. um as you can probably tell from the (laughs) (laughs) but the um what i love about that game is that it gives you this this sandbox to play in and basically a tool chest of of ways to interact with the world so it's you could theoretically go loud and you could steal a tank and you could drive a tank into the enemy base and blow stuff up or you could sneak around at night and attach balloons to people and send them up and you know that sort of thing and there's all these different ways of doing things is there the variety then Funny enough, it's the variety, but also within that. So I play Metal Gear as I've always seen Metal Gear 
as a stealth game primarily mm-hmm. before i know it's you know tactical espionage action and it's that action bit yeah that you think well i could go and get a tank and blow stuff up but it's um you know for me it's the tactical espionage bit so even though i say oh there's a great variety of things to do in metal gear and different ways to approach things i typically approach them as a stealthy kind of guy yeah. <laughs> but within the stealthy channel as it were i will find different ways of doing things like i say i could go and tranquilize all the guards and then attach balloons to them and get rid of them so there's yeah. more guards or i could hide in a box or i could distract someone by throwing something over there and then running around so there's still a lot of ways to do it and I think what I found with, say, Assassin's Creed, and this is why part of the reason why I stopped playing Assassin's Creed was towards the end of that Ezio trilogy um, that was Assassin's Creed 2, Brotherhood, and Revelations, I think it was mm-hmm. called. Um, within those, they then put parameters on that said in order to get an, a 100% sync or 100% completion, you have to do it in a certain way. Right. It wasn't complete this laundry list of stuff yeah. it was complete this list of stuff in the way we way, tell you in the yeah. way that we tell you so it took away some player choice yeah that's a shame so i guess with you as well when you when you play a game i i know you as a person who likes to platinum games i have I have a couple of platinums <laughs> in my trophy cabinet. Should probably say as well that you're a PS4 gamer. I, yeah, I, yeah, I am a primarily PS4 yeah. 4 gamer. Um, have you tried Xbox or PC gaming? I have. Yes. Yeah. Um, Switch gaming, anything? Yeah. Do you know? So um, we are looking looking to hopefully get a Switch at some point. Oh, okay. Um, there's a lot of stuff on that console that yeah. I think looks. There's more really and more good. coming out, which makes it more appealing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's not. You know, for I, I have tried with Xbox, and for me personally, my the series that I've grown yeah. up with have always been on um, primarily on PlayStation consoles, um, and I guess I've carried that through. So my other favourites, uh, you. Oh, <laughs> just gonna decline that call. <laughs> That's a spam call coming through my. Oh, right. <laughs> Ignore that. Um, so yeah, I mean, anyone that knows me knows that I'm. I love Metal Gear and I love Kingdom Hearts, and those have been my two my two main, I guess, franchises that I've yeah. kept with. Although I've played an awful lot of other things as well, um, but they both started on PlayStation, and yeah. so my love affair with with gaming actually came from PlayStation. I think I know the defining point was when my parents were having an extension on their house and they were changing where we our family kind of occupy which rooms they occupied and they basically said to me theo do you want the um do you want the bigger bedroom or do you want the smaller bedroom but have the ps2 in it (laughs) and it was around the same sort of time that i and we spoke about this recently had that magazine with the videotape stuck on the Uh, front of it and it was the original psm2 uh magazine with the videotape for metal gear solid 2 and it was it's a no-brainer i'll take the smaller (laughs) bedroom and i'll have metal gear solid 2 in my bedroom and it was the best choice ever <laughs> and that's why you've stuck to playstation ever since then yeah and also um because of friends mm-hmm. so a, a lot of my my close friends they all game on playstation yeah. so we've gone through that together um i do have another good friendship group that is exists on xbox but because of the lack of exclusives and some of the stuff that playstation have developed since sort of the ps3 era mm-hmm. where online has been more of a more of a big selling point 
it's actually made more sense for me to stay on yeah. PS4 because I still have a good group of friends there. Um, but I also have then access to things like Uncharted and Horizon. Yeah, and... <laughs> beautiful looking games. Yeah, yeah. And don't get me wrong, like Xbox and Microsoft have some great stuff. Yeah. Um, to the point that I was very tempted to buy a Xbox to play Cuphead, <laughs> um, which you know is a small is a indie. It's probably not the game what most people it's, would think it's of. Probably to not buy an no, Xbox because people would be like, oh, it's Gears of War, it's Forza, yeah. or something that is a real uh, graphical powerhouse. Yeah. But for me, the aesthetic of something like Cuphead is so. I ended up buying it on PC. Okay, um, and then had to basically rework my living room for a few <laughs> weeks while because um, I'm not a PC gamer by any stretch of the yeah. imagination, and I have a very bog standard PC setup, but it's good enough to run Cuphead. Um, and so for me, I was like, "That's the exclusive I want to play." Mm-hmm. And if there was more of that stuff, then then I'd be more inclined to buy yeah. an, uh, an Xbox. But I think what Microsoft are doing going forward is really interesting. So with the Game Pass? With Game Pass and with game streaming. Mm-hmm. And I think that they're looking at things in a different way. Okay. Um, Sony seemed to be kind of sticking with tradition and looking at producing another box that sits underneath the underneath the TV. And I think Microsoft are thinking outside of the box a bit more. So <laughs> No pun intended. No, no pun intended <laughs> at all. Um, but it's... You know, I think what they're going to try and do is actually think, well, we're going to have our gaming system available to the consumer everywhere. Yeah. And it especially is. when you can take the game with you, because like with the cross-platforming onto yes. like a mobile or um, well, and now that they're, PC they're or whatever. Switch, yeah. Right? So you can now sign into uh, your Xbox Live via Switch, which is really cool. You know, I, I don't have either. I don't have, I do yeah. have an Xbox Live, but I don't have a Switch, so I can't really, really test it. But yeah. they're certainly seemingly more open to that sort of stuff. Um, and I think the next, you know, sort of generation, if it's even going to be that, I think it will reach a point where it becomes a bit more fluid than defined generations. Yes. But um, I think you're also going to have people like Google and Amazon wanting to get in on on mm-hmm. that at some point at some level do you think apple will ever come out with a rival console it's hard to say yeah it's hard to say i think they probably have a good enough network to be able to to sort of implement something like that you have companies like microsoft which are you know fundamentally sort yeah. of infrastructure based companies that they should be able to do streaming a lot easier than anybody else yes um, it will be those sorts of companies that are then uh, Google as well. Yeah. Um, they've tried the stuff where it's streaming uh, via Chrome, and that is very interesting to me as someone who's always looked at uh, PC gaming as very like an elitist. You need to invest a lot of money into it. Yeah, and it's constant upgrades. I feel with like PC gaming. Yeah, but imagine if basically you just need to have good enough internet to yeah. stream it and all of the computing is done elsewhere and yeah if it's all server based yeah server based so as long as your internet connection is fast enough and you have a good enough screen yeah and then you can make the most of uh you don't have to worry about whether your pc can run crisis there is, anymore it's a- <laughs> <laughs> i say there is that company i can't remember what it is off the top of my head but you pay a monthly fee and it's like a gaming pc in the cloud so oh, your yeah, yeah, steam yeah. account everything links to it mm. And the actual power is cloud-based. So even if you have an old PC, mm. an old laptop, you can still play like fully topped-out games. Mm. 
and it all just comes down to how fast your internet is to to stream it basically yeah. which is very very cool mm. um it means you don't have to invest a thousand pound or a couple thousand pounds on a major gaming pc straight away you can pay i don't know how much it is a month 20 pound 30 pound a month which mm. you'll spend that much money in the long term yeah but you're not going to be having you you won't have out of date stuff mm. because if you're paying a company a monthly fee they're going to be constantly updating it and upgrading it and sorting to, out to, all of any any people. technical difficulties which it may have which if you have those technical difficulties you might not know how to fix them and you might have to spend more i, and, I know i don't I no, know I don't. I'm the you same. Know, if if the PC logs up, turns on and it gives me something that I don't recognize, I'm like, I'm going <laughs> to go. Control Alt Delete. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. I'm going to walk away from it. Yeah. I'll turn it all off. I'll come back to it like tomorrow. Yeah. And hope that it's better because I don't have that knowledge on how to fix stuff. Well, I guess that's <laughs> the difference between some people love the techie side of things yeah. and be able to take it apart and upgrade it. And if a problem arises, that they can go into it and fix it, mm. look at the code, whatever. Other people just want to have a console. Like, it's just a solid box. It does its job. If it doesn't, you can either send it back and get a new one. Like, there's no... Exactly, yeah. um, For me, I've bought, that's where I've always been historically, yeah. is that I like the fact that I can now press one button on my controller and it will turn my PS4 on yeah. and it will then turn my tv on at the same time yeah and literally like a minute later i'm then playing a game and i haven't got to worry about an operating system not liking something or that's the thing is <laughs> it's a like a media center now because it has mm. everything on it from your netflix to your amazon prime to you name it you can do it on that one console now mm. you don't need all those extra boxes back in the day yeah and i know that there's more flexibility with pcs of course yeah. there is there's going to be infinitely more amount of things that you can an infinite amount of things that you can customize yeah. um that sony or microsoft or uh, nintendo aren't going to let you do to your console without getting in trouble <laughs> um but at the end of the day it's what you prioritize if you want yeah. to if you want to prioritize playing games and certain types of games then i mean i appreciate it even owning a ps4 pro and watching um watching sort of analysis of games new games across different platforms i look at a lot of stuff and they say well the xbox one x has um yeah. a better performance on multiplayer uh, on multi-format releases it's not always the case but generally i mean it's got more horsepower in it mm -hmm. but it's not enough to warrant the jump for me yeah um and there's other obviously other reasons i mean there's always that financial thing that it's like can i really justify having two two consoles sitting under the tv and then <laughs> you have the hard decision of if a game is on both which do you yeah. buy it on do you try to get your achievements or do you try getting your trophies i i think achievements and trophies have worked wonders for brand loyalty yes um it keeps people yeah because don't get me wrong if there was a choice between um cuphead <laughs> uh on ps4 and xbox one mm -hmm. and they both ran exactly the same it would be ps4 because yeah. that's where my everything else is that's where all my trophies exist um and that's kind of what keeps it... It's quite interesting to look back on your gaming history. Yeah. Um, it's getting longer, I suppose, I was, the, the history. I was going to say, how 
off the top of your head, do you know how many games you've platinumed? I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do, because um, every time I do, I get another mark tattooed on my... No, I don't <laughs> <laughs> um, no there's... Uh, I have... I have 80 Platinums, um, which in our social group is a few more than the next I can person. I can easily <laughs> easily say right now that I've never Platinumed a game. I think you're either playing games that are too hard <laughs> or you're just... Ter- no, it's not that you're terrible. Because you're, you're a good gamer as well. I'm not that good. Um, for, for me, <laughs> the reason why, and it stems from... Uh, growing up and having part-time jobs and having limited funds, yeah, um, it would be a case of okay, I would identify a game that I want. And I genuinely have to save up for it, yeah, um, and through, make the most out of it, and, ma- and then make the most out of it. And I think this is also a trend that's changed uh, over the last several years: is that you used to unlock stuff in games, yeah. So I'm thinking at the moment a lot about say Devil May Cry, so mm-hmm. Devil May Cry Five. Is out today. Released today. Released Friday today. the 7th? 8th of, 8th of March. And um, basically, I think back to when I used to buy, or when I bought the original Devil May Cry. Mm-hmm. I bought Devil May Cry 2 and 3 and, and 4. But it was, I've bought this with my own money that I've had to save up at, with as a kid yeah. you know, to get this money. Um, I now want to get everything I can out of it. So it was, you beat the game. <laughs> And then it's, you beat the game again on the next hardest difficulty. Yeah. And then you beat the game again on the next hardest difficulty after that. And before long, you've done five or six playthroughs to try and unlock different different costumes or mm-hmm. secret videos and, and things like this. Um, I think to this day, the one that I've played, uh, the game that I've played the most is probably Metal Gear Solid 4, which requires you to beat it at least, I think it's like at least 12 times or something like that in order to get this 40 emblems that you can unlock from completing the game doing different things. Right. Um, and I'm still frustrated that I did that and I did all of those, all those emblems, earned all of them before they patched in trophies. <laughs> so I still have a PS3 and I'm thinking to myself, one day I'll go and do that. But How many hours would that take? I think for me... It was so. There's one. So one of these emblems mm-hmm. is called. I think it's. I think it's either chicken or it's cow. So they're all named after animals, right? right? And one of them is take thirty five hours to beat the game, and within that you have to die like five hundred times, or you know five hundred right. times, or kill like five hundred enemies, set off a hundred alarms, these sorts of things. Basically, be really bad at Metal Gear Solid 4. <laughs> and that's one of the playthroughs. I could probably do that. You could probably... So that's the one I, I could do. When I come around to getting that emblem, I'm going to say, James, yeah. do you want to borrow... I'd say, I'd play it like normal. normal. Yeah, play it like normal and I'll get I'd die emblem. a million times. People know, they watch the live streams of gaming. <laughs> we have like a death counter because I will die, if we're playing Spyro, like 500 times in an hour. Death counter on Spyro? Yeah, I fall off the edge all the time. <laughs> no matter what it is. <laughs> um, but... You know, by the time I realised that was an emblem requirement, yeah, I've already beaten the game eight times, yeah, and I know it by it, like the back of my hand. And then it's like play the game badly to unlock this <laughs> thing. Like this feels so wrong. And it's, I f- you feel so wrong doing <laughs> yeah. it. 
And it's, you know, you have to set off all these alarms, you have to use all these items, you have to kill all these bad guys. And it's just, oh my God, it took such a long time. So I think probably in total, we're talking uh, maybe 100 hours. Yeah. Or more. On that one. On one game. So that one emblem is 35 hours alone. <laughs> and it's 35 hours of playing a game badly. <laughs> and then the flip side of that is the big boss emblem, which is the very last one you can get, mm -hmm. I think, if I remember rightly. It's basically collect everything and you unlock stuff each time you complete the game. So you've got to collect all those things. Um, and then it's complete the game on the game's hardest setting, the big boss uh, extreme difficulty, mm -hmm. um, in under five hours with no alerts, no health items, um, don't kill anyone. <laughs> and this goes for bosses as well. You know, what? you have to basically do a pacifist run. Um, so you have to run past the boss without killing them? You have to neutralize the boss. Um, so you get a trank gun or other okay. non-lethal methods of taking people out. Um, and basically, like I say, all within... Um, I think there's like no continues, no dying. Wow. And in under five hours, uh, three hours, 53, in case you're wondering. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you do all of that. And that's that's after having played it. I think for me, it was over, it was easily over the 12 um, or whatever the minimum is yeah. for getting the emblems. I played, I've completed that game 20, 25 times. That's crazy. And that was when I, I don't think I've ever emblem. played a game and completed it that many times. I remember back in the day of like Tony Hawk's, yeah, and stuff like that. As you would play a skate character, and then you play the next one, and the next one, and the next one, yeah. because you wanted to. So you start max, as Robin max, Mullen, yeah, right, every time, <laughs> and then it was you'd go Chad Muska, yeah, and Bob, you'd go Bob Burnquist, Bob Bob yeah, oh, going back now. That is going back. Um, I still got I, the original Tony Hawk, and I love it. That's amazing. As in the original, original, like PS One, yeah. yeah, Tony Hawk's One, yeah, no manuals. Is there manuals in that one? There oh, are. There's no there's, pivots. There's I don't manuals. think there's manuals in Tony Hawk's one. I can't remember which one it was, but when he introduced the pivot into a Someone manual. Someone will tell us if there's manuals. Yeah. <laughs> but when you used to go like up a vert and you come down, and you pivot into a manual. Then or the go revert. Re was it, it was called revert. Revert, yeah, pivot, yeah. whatever You it was. used to tap R2 to Yeah. <laughs> and that literally meant your score could just be times... 20, 30, because yeah. you could just link everything together. You can't, like, really good players yeah. would be still playing the game, like, minutes after yeah. the clock. Oh, ran yeah. Down. And you would have multi million high scores. Like, I remember going back probably 10 years ago now, mm. me and Mullet, we used to play every weekend Tony Hawks, Tony mm. Hawks 1, maybe Tony Hawks 2, possibly 2. And we would, like, amazing yeah <laughs> we were so good at it because we just played it so much you just learn like the physics the physics of the game yeah and you learn that you learn um, the tricks the pivot you and learn the, the revert whatever it's yeah. called and you just learn everything so well that you like you just said you could the the time the two minute timer runs out mm. and two minutes later you're still you collecting went, that high score you went to that like neo state yeah. of mind don't you where you, you see just, things happening the code <laughs> yeah i <Or> just <laughs> recoding the game <laughs> Yeah, um, when that happens, such a good feeling. Yeah, really good. It's such a great. We game. should play some Tony Hawk. Did you? If you downloaded <laughs> the new Tony Hawk app, which was out like a month ago, I have not. I did not know this was a thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, the Tony Hawk app. Yeah, it's like a okay. Tony Hawk's oh, Tony Hawk's new game, mm. but it's an app. It's on not Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Five. 
No, shall I find out? I'll get my phone and I will have a look. Ah, okay. Yeah, it is because called... I know that they produced um, Tony Hawk's Pro Skate 5 and it didn't have the best reception. Skate Jam. Skate is Please tell me it's called like Tony Hawk's Skate Jam. Tony Hawk's Skate Jam. Sounds like Space Jam. <laughs> Tony Hawk's Space Jam. I would watch that movie. <laughs> Bugs Bunny and Tony Hawk. <laughs> Taking on the cool. monsters. I love that. In like a skate competition on Venice Beach. Ollie the Magic Bum. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Oh man, Tony Hawk. So I want to go play that now. We should play Tony Hawk's. That would be wait, that would be I'm cool. A bit rusty. I played Tony Hawk's three relatively recently. So I borrowed a uh, old, I used to love... old PS2. Yeah. Um like one of the big fat PS2s yeah. before they slimmed it down to like a tiny little like thing. a normal one. Um and played Tony Hawk played through all of Tony Hawk's three. Um and this this is horrendous, but I feel really old playing yeah. it now. Not because the game is old or because the console's old, but because I am now old. Right. Because my reactions, <laughs> I come away from that game and my my hands are like, <laughs> how, like it's painful yeah. to play Tony Hawk's I, now. I was one of those people as well with original controllers, like PS1 controllers, PS2 mm. controllers. I think I used to hold them too tight and there's two screws on the bottom of the controller. <laughs> you do this now, right? It's not as bad on the PS4 controllers, yeah. But the PS1 and 2 definitely they used to rub my the inner of my middle fingers, mm. and I don't know if anyone else ever got that. I don't know if it's the shape of my hand, the way I held it, if it was too tight. I think how long my fingers ho- are. I think you're probably holding onto it too tight. Maybe that's when I'm smashing Tony Hawk. I can't let go Hawk, of the yeah. controller. We'll get we'll get some Tony Hawk going. On, we should definitely do that. On I mean we can play it on. I've got PS3 we can play on. Yeah. Oh, you've got We have you've one the literally yeah. right there. Yeah. Let's do it. We should definitely. I'm keen for that. <laughs> we'll see who gets the highest score. First round, no no practicing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That no, would be exactly. hilarious. That'd be great. Yeah. That's a that's a good idea for a video. Yeah, just basically like, like a retro gaming video where it's like you're just thrown in the deep end. See how much you actually remember. Yeah. Um like when we played Crash Team Racing. Yes. So I'm not sure when that was, maybe just before Christmas. And it was your birthday. It was my birthday, just before Christmas. Yep. Yeah, buy me a present. <laughs> the, um, yeah, uh, and we played Crash Team Racing, having not played Crash Team Racing for years. And it was... Probably like 20 years. It's it's surprising <laughs> how much the muscle memory is yes. still there. I still remember how to skid the car I was going to say, it's the little and, jump. Yeah. It's that, yeah, it's just knowing where yeah. to... Where to do it, and it sticks with you. And I'd be really keen to actually, if we dig out a bunch of old um, PS1, PS2 games, yes. and basically just one shot, you've got one chance. Let's see how <laughs> we go. Like, I think that will be a really fun little good, video series. I think that'd be quite good fun. Just I revisiting mean, stuff. What other what other games like Goldeneye? Man, I cannot play Goldeneye. Could you imagine going back in now? I, I played Goldeneye in a bar about, <laughs> about uh, two years ago. Okay. Um, a bar in London, I think uh, I think it was at the Loading Bar. Right. Um, I'm trying to remember whereabouts in London it is. But if anyone's ever been to Loading Bar, you know it's amazing. It's so good. Um, and they had an N64 in there and trying to play. And I didn't grow up with an N64. No. And I always remember seeing the controller and thinking, I don't know how you put your hands around <laughs> Yeah, that. there's three. Because <laughs> there's, there's three, three things. And I'm like, where does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, and playing it for the first time as an adult. With, yes. Like I say, the, now the older um, reflexes and... 
basically arthritis from playing too much Sonic the Hedgehog as a kid. Um, <laughs> it was really difficult. Really difficult. So if you want to play imagine. that, I think... Well, it's just, I'm uh, just trying to think of different original, like, games which you wouldn't have played for... It's got to be, like, at least 10... Over 10 years old. Yeah. To count as... I, I, like, classic-y, retro in our are terms. so spoiled now. Yeah. In terms of, you know, game makers. There, there was a point, I'm not entirely sure where it was, but people standardised things. Yes. X was jump, square as attack. So yes. Blo- those sorts of things um, in action games, obviously. Um but back then, I'm even thinking back to Devil May Cry, mm-hmm. original Devil May Cry, triangle is your jump button. <laughs> I guess because it's at the top and when you jump, you go up the top. It does <laughs> it, do, it does annoy me when you play, I don't know what, what game, like say Uncharted, mm. and then you go play Tomb Raider, which are quite similar type games. Different control schemes. Different controls. Mm. And especially if you're playing like first person shooter. And you're running it, around, you go, reload, and you chuck a grenade. It's, <laughs> COD, it's COD controls. Yeah. I forget which which one it was. It may have been uh, Battlefield or Battlefront. Um, but there is their default controller yeah. setup, and then there is COD controls. Yeah. They'll call it, like, Alternative 1 or something like that. And it's basically for people who can't or don't want to change it. And it makes perfect sense to me to not want to change it. Um and it's those things stay with you. <laughs> but I, it's just that thing, though, especially when you're playing online, that you can always tell someone who hasn't played for a while because they'll just be like oh, yeah. lobbing a grenade for no reason. Oh, yeah. Because they're trying to reload their gun. Exactly. Yeah. I had exactly that <laughs> yesterday. Um, of course, you're playing Modern, Modern Warfare. Warfare. So, Modern Warfare is on PlayStation Plus this month, mm-hmm. uh, along with The Witness, which I do highly recommend if anyone hasn't played The Witness. It's one of the best games I've ever played. Okay. I've not played um, it. I recommend you play. <laughs> um, and but playing Modern Warfare again after not having played it for a, for a long time. Yes, those COD controls because Modern Warfare is one that I have put an awful lot of time into when I was uh, when was that like two thousand seven again? It was yeah, a good year for games two thousand seven. Yeah. Um, so what are we now? Like twelve years removed? Oh God! From that, which is a scary thought. <laughs> um, but that that game is. It's still in there, you know. I can yeah, still I, I went back and I replayed the remastered version. Yeah, and you just know you know those maps still. Yeah, which is quite mad to think that when you haven't played a game for that long, mm. that it's still in there. Yeah, like if if you were just stopped on the street and someone said, "Tell me about the map on that," or "How do you do something in a game?" You'd mm. be like, "I haven't got a clue." But give them the controller in the game that must and it's just like back. comes back it's mm. mad how that works i i think sometimes you know i if someone speaks to me about my hometown and they say where's this street yeah i sometimes have to go oh i can't remember yeah but give me gta 3 <laughs> and i'll find all the hidden packages in that without yeah. missing a beat yeah you know because i've done that a couple of times and it's that map is ingrained in me because i spent 100 150 hours in it it's weird to think that you know like a virtual I know a virtual world better than your own than your own. <laughs> but then but virtual that... worlds are finite in so much as how much they can change. Unless yes. you get something like Fortnite that changes every Yeah. I don't know how often it changes, every well, every season. Yeah. That Fortnite map is changing. Which is great for them. Terrible for me if I dip <laughs> in and out and I go back in, I think I know a little little Heidi Hole, like bit, going, yeah. you know, a little safe zone, and all of a sudden it's a crater. Did you play much Fortnite? <laughs> I played a bit of Fortnite. Did you enjoy it? 
Uh, do you know, I, I enjoyed it to the point that basically um, the only win I've ever had in Fortnite, I was on my knees while <laughs> my teammate won. Uh, I didn't kill anyone. I didn't finish anyone. I didn't build anything. Um, so most games of Fortnite, for me, were a case of, we'll see how long we can last before yes. the building starts. Yeah. And my brain doesn't flick between uh, action shooter game and, like, bridge constructor. Yeah. <laughs> like, on the fly, you know. Um, so it's if I can win without building anything, then... And also not firing a shot is the only time I've ever won is when I haven't fired any shots. Um, then I can do it. But uh, interestingly, jumped into Apex Legends. I was going to say, what about Apex? So I really enjoyed that yesterday. So that was my first full game mm-hmm. yesterday. Uh, I played it with a couple of random people yep. online. And I tell you what, that ping system works. I so keep hearing well. about it and they say yeah. that that system works really well. And it really does. Um, and... I ought, you know, almost instantly felt like I was with this team of people that I'm actually yes. part of a team. Because I think that's what it does so well is you're put in with two other randoms, mm. team of three. But every single time I've played it, everyone works as a team. Yeah. Even though yeah. everyone's individual. Mm. Which I don't really understand how that works because online gaming is not exactly the most, like, the friendliest. Uh, yeah. I think. In order to be successful in something like that, it is a case of you have to be a team. Yes. And so if you're playing a lone wolf character... I was going to say, as soon as you run off, you're dead. Yeah. So, I mean, I only played one match yesterday. Mm -hmm. And in that match, uh, I was a complete noob. I went in and I just basically followed the other two people in my team. But they're finding stuff and they're pinging and they're saying, hey, there's a shield over here. Yeah. I love that sort of yes. thing. They've put so much thought into how that game works without us all being mic'd up together. Yes. Um, which is wonderful to be able to... I feel like I'm actually playing with people because there's characters... The characters in there have yes. their personalities that shine through. And I felt like I can try and reciprocate a little bit. So I'd open a crate and I'd say, hey, there's something here. Yeah. Not Even though... If it's, yeah. uh, you know, I, I was the same. It's like, here's some... <laughs> really bad ammo if you want some and they're like they're like why are you telling me about this yeah. <laughs> leave me alone <laughs> <laughs> I feel sorry for the two people that were paired with me last night yeah I I had a, a win on Apex by Ooh. basically doing the exact same thing of just running around like a headless chicken pinging things and we won congratulations not really understanding how the game worked is one of my very first ones but saying that playing it made me feel like I'd played it before or something like i felt like i felt like i knew the game without even knowing the game like oh, the way deep. the way it, <laughs> the way it worked the way you you run around and it just it felt natural to play code controls right yeah <laughs> <laughs> but when i first played fortnite i was running around like i really don't know what i'm doing mm. but with apex i went into it and i was like i don't know it just felt like a multiplayer game which i kind of know yeah, but I don't. I don't really know how I can explain that apart from it just felt. I think there's a. It lot was of, enjoyable. Yeah, there's a lot of really good design language. Yeah, that is, and this is about standardization as, as well because you can see something that you can interact with. Yeah, you kind of have an anticipation of how you're going to interact with it. Yeah, what you need to do, um, and even so much as the the rarity or the quality of drops. 
So things that are purple, for mm-hmm. instance, are already ingrained in us from things like Destiny and um, Fortnite as to be better than something that is white. And I may have got that wrong. But the, the color, there's a color, there's a, system. There's a color yeah. system that seems to be quite prevalent across... It's Lots becoming a bit games. more standard now. Yeah. It is, yeah. So much in the same way that the controls are yes. sort of standardized, yeah. the design language there. So, you know, the next time you play a uh, Battle Royale game and they present you with a series of different colored items, you can probably look at it yeah. and guess which one's going to be the right one. Can you see yourself playing more of it if you've only played sort of one I'd game. like to play, you know, I'd love, you know, for you and I to, we've been saying for a while. I know we, we should, have, we yeah. Play. Um, I've only played that one round yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, I will play some more. Yeah. I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. I think for me, the online shooter, Battle Royale, all of those sorts of things, I think there is a real good place for them to yeah. fit in with everything else. Primarily, I play a lot of single player stuff and mm-hmm. we're spoiled for choice for, for games. It goes back to the beginning of this whole podcast was talking about the whole spoiled for choice thing. There's so much, mm. so much variety, so much choice now that it's what do you focus on? I and think you just have to enjoy yourself. Some people love playing the battle royales and only play that. Some mm. people love playing solo campaigns and never go online. And that's almost where I am. Like you I more love as a solo player. Yeah, I love mm. playing the story modes of games. Yeah, um, I very rarely play online, and Apex has made me kind of reevaluate that. One because it was a free game, mm. and two is you don't need PSN to play it. So that was going to be something I wanted to ask you was the the way that you've enjoyed Apex Legends. Mm-hmm. Do you think that would be enough to convince you to buy PSN or sorry P- PS Plus? Plus, yeah, that's what um, I meant to say. To, to get you to then be able to play other multiplayer games online, possibly. Okay, but then the games which I enjoy playing, for instance, like um, God of War, yeah, Tomb Raider, um, Uncharted, and stuff on the PlayStation. I don't know if I would then jump in and play those games online. Yeah, yeah. Does Tomb Raider have online? I don't think it does, but like Uncharted, Uncharted certainly. And in, I think that in the, uh, the few games which I play on the PlayStation, yeah, yeah, I don't know if I would invest in Plus to play the odd game online. Mm, I know, if what you, you know mean. what I mean. Yeah, I mean, I look at the Plus thing as an investment across the year. So, yeah. um, they're not free games. I get that. Yeah, you know, but. You can find deals out there to to um, make it a bit cheaper because I know that the standard like forty nine ninety nine pricing model for yeah. a year that Sony has can appear quite steep. And, yeah. Um, but if you're clever about it and you buy, say, discounted uh, top up cards from places and then buy stuff that's in the sale, then it kind of it it helps with yeah. that. So I mean that's what I've done, and so I've had Plus now for a couple of years. Um, and the library of games that I picked up from that, not only has it given me some really cool stuff that I was looking at getting mm-hmm. that I wasn't going to purchase because, you know, one thing or another, I didn't have enough time or I didn't have the um, the money to purchase them. Yeah. But it's also given me some stuff that I would probably never have purchased on my own. And I play them and I go, oh, my God, this is a game that I really enjoy. It's a great way of discovering new 
exactly. Because there's so many times where we would hang out on a weekend, on a Saturday night, and it'd be like, oh, let's play this random game I've downloaded. And you would have never, like you just said, never have downloaded normally. But they're some of like the funnest, is that a word? The funnest games. Most fun. The most fun games we can play like as a multiplayer type game. I think something like Rocket League yeah. is a really good example of that. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know how much hype there was for Rocket League before it was released. And when it was released on PlayStation, it was released day one, uh, PS Plus. Right. That meant anyone who had PS Plus was yeah. playing Rocket League that night. And there was probably millions of people instantly getting that sort of, hey, this is really good. Yeah. And I can play this together with other people. And I certainly know within within our sort of friendship group, we're not sports-minded people. Yeah. But sports plus cars <laughs> somehow works. And but it's like RC cars. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is even cooler. It's, you know, we used to do that stuff when we were kids. Yeah. You get a football and you drive yeah. your uh, rebound into it. A rebound. I was going to say, you used to have a rebound. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, just to see what happens. And yeah, okay, we haven't strapped rockets to them or anything, but this is basically um, something that we, I guess, have wanted to do for yeah. a long time. Um, and so to have uh, that come out on Plus, that is the making of Rocket League. Yeah. Because I know they produced it's, the previous game, but it... It's almost like words. it's the the marketing, and it's like, do you where do you release it to? Mm. Do you put it straight, like, for instance, Apex, do you put it... With just basically no hype yeah. at all. It was just like, here's a game, it's free to play. And everyone's like, oh my God. And it was like the most downloaded and played game within the first 72 hours. Is it 50 million users? I think it's more. I think it's like 70 now. Wow. And like a ridiculous amount. Two, three weeks? Not three long. Weeks? Yeah. It's not long. Which is mad. And so that platform going forward is... I think that's almost what... I say they didn't have any hype beforehand. That's what made the hype. Was because it came it from came nowhere. Out of nowhere, and everyone's like, "This is actually really cool." But the important thing is, that it came out of nowhere, and it was good. Yes. Whereas, Anthem on the yeah. flip side of that, not so good. I haven't personally played it, but I've seen some reviews of it and the comparisons from like the E3 to mm. release. Yeah, yeah. And it's almost similar in a way. Yes, you're not flying up in the air in these big mech suits, but. Looking at them side by side, most mm. people would probably put them together in a way. Again, they have you know there's similarities yeah. between them. Um, I think that the the stuff that Respawn have done with Apex is really good. Yes, to, you know it's still part of the Titanfall universe, which yeah. Titanfall Two is heralded as a very good game. Yes, um, and they've carried that over into to Apex very well. Um, and it's interesting to see that you know they're both published by EA. Yeah, <laughs> you know so what was the <laughs> Is that planned? EA have this big hype machine yeah. for Anthem that has been going on for a couple of years now, from announcement to um, release, release, mm-hmm. and then out of nowhere, basically in the same window, they're like, yeah. "Hey, here's a free to play game." Like the week before, that is actually better than the one that we're asking you to pay money for. I don't know what the numbers are on Anthem, no. but we're saying it's now potentially seventy million on Apex. Mm-hmm. Um, and of that, there's probably a percentage of people who, I may be wrong in saying this, are there microtransactions in Apex? Apex? Yeah. So there's probably a percentage of people there who are saying, probably, this game's great, yeah. I want to invest more into it, much in the same way that Fortnite does, yeah. with the Battle Pass and with cosmetics and things. 
So it's probably turning into a good revenue stream for mm-hmm. them. Which going forward is like, is that the way things should go? That things are free to play and the microtransactions are just for the cosmetic look I, rather I than do which that they tried to do with, for instance, Star Wars, where it was pay a lot of money to basically be the best at the game. Pay, which pay to win is no place is in ridiculous, in, gaming, yeah. in, in my opinion. Um, there's different, obviously, models that they have for it. There's the freemium model, there's that whole. Yeah. But it's, for me and for my two cents, it's, yeah, do make cosmetics. Yes. You know, and I think that's actually actually the same thing with, again, going back to Rocket League, mm-hmm. is that if no one had heard of Rocket League beforehand and they saw it go up on the store and it's 20 quid, yeah, um, yeah, might buy it, it's cars and football, you know, I might get it, mm-hmm. but everyone now has it, everyone loves it. And then yeah. they're like, hey, here's the DeLorean <laughs> for two pounds. Yeah. Or however much it was. And if you had that it's... much fun playing it, then yeah. it's... Who doesn't want to drive around in a DeLorean? <laughs> Kicking a football. Kicking a football around, you know. And they do clever things like that. So there's people they're making so much money on this. GTA yeah. Five, exactly the same thing. Yeah. GTA Online is basically, look, here's a game that you can exist in online. I know it's a premium game that you buy anyway, but there's so much extra stuff that they've added in that you can pay for yeah that you know did they even need to do any more single player <laughs> content they didn't do it for five mm. and i don't know whether that is going to be the same thing red dead online possibly who knows um i'm just going to say briefly about trials yes we and had some fun we, we played the demo of trials about a week or two ago whenever mm. the demo was out and now the game's out the demo doesn't work was it a? It, might have it was a, a time. It was like a like a meter. Yeah, yeah. But what's your what's your opinion on that? Do you think that every game should have a demo before you in play? In ideal world, of course. Yeah, like you know, give people who are on the fence an option yeah. to try it. I see why it doesn't happen from publishers mm-hmm. and developers' point of views because if it's a game that might not be up to a high standard, they don't want people knowing that. Yeah, they don't front. want to potentially lose the people who might. By, yeah. by playing the demo. Yeah. At the same time, if you want to build some hype for it, have a really yeah. good demo. Yeah. Um, you know, the I played a few demos last night, actually. Um, one for a small game called Awesome P. Where <laughs> sounds awesome. It sounds awesome. But it's, it's actually, it's bizarre. It's like an all green version of um, Super Mario. Okay. Uh, and it even has like a CRT effect that is applied to the screen. Amazing. Um, but instead of playing as a uh, small Italian plumber, you now play as a small petit bois. Oh, nice. <laughs> and, um, I love it already. Yeah. I can um, guarantee that Holly wants to play that game. It's as simple as there's a jump button. And mm-hmm. you move around a map. And, and you're a pee. The, and you're a pee. That's amazing. And it's all green. It's all green. <laughs> um, like you're playing on an old Game Boy, for instance. It's sort of that, oh, that awesome. sort of graphical style. Um, so I played that and it's like, actually, that's kind of a cool demo. If, it's, if the game's a few pounds, if it's the right price bracket and there's enough to it, it's a nice might little distraction. Persuade you. Yeah, might persuade yeah. you. Yeah. Otherwise, if someone said, do you want to buy Awesome P for... 15 pounds i don't know how much it is but i might just go oh i don't know what that is yeah i have no idea how it plays or i feel like so with trials playing the demo with you Mm. a couple of weeks ago made me rethink about 
playing the actual full game when it comes out. And exactly the same. I'm I'm on the fence about mm. buying it. It's just a, a money thing at the moment. Can I afford 20 quid to buy the game or the mm. 30 quid for the gold edition? But playing that demo has made me sway more towards buying it. I'm exactly the same. Than exactly. not buying it. Like if I didn't play the demo, I would have been like, oh, it's another Trials because there's been quite a few. I loved Trials when it first came out, yeah. but then I missed a few of them. Mm. So in my head, I was like, oh, great, another Trials game. I've kind of not played it for a while, so I lost that kind of addiction mm. of the game. Yeah. But playing the demo only for literally like half an hour reignited it's that, reignited right? that the physics in that game because it's such good physics. Mm. People hate it because of the physics and how frustrating and how difficult it can be it requires people to get good at games but that's what i like about it is that persistence and it's quick it's like restart 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 there's no like real loading apparently there is like loading streets loading screens in the actual game there's a bit of like a story behind this one i believe um provided the actual gameplay is instant to get back into yes exactly yeah then that's fine and that's what i enjoy about it it's just that like it's quite mesmerizing in a way when you're just trying to do one jump over and over and over mm. and you just hit and restart and then you work out how to position yourself on a bike and you land and you carry on. Yeah. And then the muscle memory makes you restart after you've landed Yes, it. exactly. And you keep hitting <laughs> that you button. Do it again. Um, oh. But I'm exactly the same in so much as I, I bought Trials Fusion. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get into the... I didn't buy the Blood Dragon mm-hmm. pack or the awesome... Yeah whatever it was it was like rainbows and unicorns and cats right, yeah. riding yeah. bikes or something i didn't <laughs> i didn't buy that um because well i just thought i've had enough of trials because i i played the hell out of the yeah. original trials fusion and again it was i'll put my money elsewhere yeah um but actually playing the demo with you and playing the tandem bike yes, section that was in particular was so much fun. Yeah. It's like a party game in a way. You put it on on like a Saturday night with your yeah. group of mates and it's just a funny game you can all play together and anyone can take the controller and play it. Yes. It's not like you're playing, say, Red Dead or God of War where it's like no one else can play it because I need to know every single second of this game. And then contextualized controls. Yes. So one button does one thing in yeah. this scenario, but yes. in another scenario does something different, which is very much the case with, say, Red Dead or, yeah. or God of War. Um, Trials is a, this one does your accelerator, this one does your It's the same as Rocket League. Anyone, yeah, so pick anyone can pick up and play it and have fun, even if you're mm. not much of a gamer. That's the type of game which I would recommend people to play, whether it's parents playing with children mm. or if it's people who are not really into gaming in the like so you're thinking as a gateway into into gaming in a way yeah that if yeah. people want like a little escape and those I mean, those types of games are just i was very impressed fun. that uh holly and fiona yeah managed to having not played those games before yeah. within five minutes had completed the tandem level yeah and, and had that, a blast doing it. and if you don't know what that really means you haven't played it basically the tandem level is one motorbike with two, two people on it. <laughs> and both people can move their weight around to adjust the uh, angle of the bike when they're going over jumps. So you have to work together, but you're on two different controllers, but on the same bike. And also two throttles. And there's two throttles. You get so double speed to it, like... Yeah, it's like double 120%. speed. 120%. 120%, I think, is what they said. Um, if you uh, both, you know, pulling back on the throttle yeah. at the same time... Which then you it's... need to do to get up certain jumps. It was just, it was just fun. And I would recommend... 
if the demo was out to play it, but it obviously it's not out. Um, but I it's would, probably something based, to pick based up. Based on that, I'd recommend picking yeah. up Charles. I went to my local game store to actually pick up the game last week, but mm. they didn't have it, unfortunately. Oh, um, but it's definitely something which I might do. And I'm just thinking now, we're pretty much at the hour mark. Oh, my God. Which is very crazy. Funny. If you guys have been enjoying this podcast, and me and Holly just ram... Me and Holly. Did I say Holly then? Oh, my God. Oh, gosh. It's me. It was me all along. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell Holly of me and Theo. See, it's just Sorry, like... Holly. <laughs> I've, been, I've been making videos and podcasts with Holly for so long. It just comes out. Slip of the tongue. Um, if you've enjoyed me and Theo talking about games, and you want us to do more, let us know, and we'll um, talk about more games. But before we end today's podcast, we always end... A podcast talking about current things we've been either playing, current which things. we've obviously been doing, we've, we've been talking about there. computer games, but things we've been consuming as well, and that's like TV series or films, something kind of current or whatever. Have you are you in at engrossed the, in anything at the moment? I'm engrossed in two things at the moment. Okay, uh, one of them is ITV's Plebs, right? Which is on, which is a com- <laughs> comedy comedy series. Um, uh, on Netflix mm-hmm. at the moment, uh, there's three seasons on Netflix. I think there may be more. I think right. there's like four or five actually in existence. But there's three on Netflix. We've been watching. Uh, so Fiona and I have been watching a lot of that and having a great time. Okay. Um, it's a comedy about three idiot friends. Is this set in like Roman? Days? Yeah, yeah. It's ah, set okay. in ancient yeah, Rome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've um, seen like bits of it. I've never watched the episodes or the series, yeah. but I know what you're talking about. So we've been enjoying that quite mm-hmm. a lot um very good humor enjoy and yeah like so we've enjoyed it uh and also on my own i've been watching uh the umbrella academy new on netflix as new well on netflix and this is based on the dark horse comics uh series produced by gerard way from my chemical romance oh okay um i did not know this yeah it's um it's good so i'm only uh three episodes in and I must admit, within the first 10 minutes of the very first episode, uh-huh. I turned it off because there's an... Uh, without going into Me major... and Holly watched the first 20 minutes okay. of the first episode and turned it off. Now, why did you turn that off? That's my phone ringing again. Gosh. <laughs> um, why did I turn it off? I think... I don't really know why. It was just a case of... I don't really know where this is going. I felt like it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Okay. I would say definitely jump back in. I've been told I need to watch it. And yeah. at the moment, we, we're on a major... Uh, say, we're on a major Game of Thrones Oh, binge. of course, yes, yes. Game of Thrones, God of War, Gears of War, a th- 3G, 3-letter G words. <laughs> and I always get them wrong. Game of Thrones, we are currently on series four at yeah. the moment. So that's Game of Thrones with Marcus Phoenix, right? <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> so we are binge watching that at the moment because we want to watch it all before the new series, which is mid-April, series eight, I believe. Mm. Yeah, series eight. Um, and I'm so surprised by how little I remember. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm w- noticing a theme here. <laughs> I'm watching. I'm watching it again, obviously, because we've mm, watched it before, it before. But I watched all of series. I think it was all of series three, and I was like, I literally don't remember any of this. Series one and two, I remember like word for word. Wow, series okay. three, and we're now on series four. It's like I remember five minutes out of each episode, right. and other bits. I'm like, this is a real like striking bit of an episode. I can't remember it, and I don't know why. 
It's only because of the quality, right? Because I've heard Game of Thrones again. I haven't watched Game of Thrones, it's, but no, it's the quality's consistently good. Is from what I understand. It's. I think it was the first time you watch it. It is such a big show. Like there's hundreds and hundreds of characters. Yeah. And everyone's intertwined and everyone's working or backstabbing someone. And there's they talk about characters who you've never met and they might appear in series and series down the line. Yeah. That the first time you're kind of like mesmerized by how much information there is. Yeah. So now I'm re-watching it. I know half of it already that I'm re-plotting those other bits by the bits I kind of ignored first time around because I was trying to remember what was happening with other characters. <laughs> I feel like that's where i am with it i feel I'm, like you've got like the story written all over your body yeah <laughs> <laughs> trying to remember it's like prison break uh, you know he's got everything written on him yeah no it's just very enjoyable and you you haven't watched it no i've watched um some of it some of it i've watched most of season so very small <laughs> i've watched uh several episodes of season one Okay. And have not got into it. But then I think that's primarily because I haven't had an easy way to watch it. Right. Um, Would you now watch it because of... it's all on Now TV? Every single episode? I'd be more inclined to and watch it. And you can it. get a 30-day free trial. This isn't sponsored, Now TV, if you want to sponsor. <laughs> uh, I would be more inclined. Yes. Now TV, listen. I would be that's more inclined That's what we're watching on at the moment and just do that. binge watching it, basically, yeah. before yeah. the new series because it's going to be the last series and i don't want anything spoiled and you know that you're going to find out who lives and dies within minutes of it airing yeah yeah it's so that it's, time of just like gone a yeah. media blackout it was the same with like walking dead you can guarantee as the episode airs in america you'll get a spoiler here and it's like how can it happen so i know people just like to spoil things it's difficult when you're a media sort of company yeah um to to not to switch your media off yeah i was gonna say yeah, when you're not on twitter or facebook or instagram you can easily ignore things it's a bit easier <laughs> yeah but anyway maybe that's a talk for another day because you're not actually on social media i'm not no so if anyone wanted to find out any more about fear unfortunately you can't speak james <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that's something we can dive into next time is like why don't you why? get involved in social media and we can talk about games and films tv shows literally until we'll the cows come all home. the good stuff all the good stuff so if you do want to see or hear any more from me and theo please head over to only my twitter or instagram or facebook <laughs> or whatever to let me know and if you have enjoyed today's podcast make sure you give it a rating on your podcast app that'd be very much appreciated excellent theo are you done are you happy with today's podcast i am Hot done man? i am happy i'm thrilled this is your first time on camera and you've been on camera for an hour yes that's kind of mad is it yeah I mean, it's just, it's just talking. Yeah, but you're so stuff. natural, though. Like, I, I am natural. Yeah. <laughs> you are natural. No, I was going to say that you, um, the the conversations what we're having are just like natural conversations. You're not like put on the spot by, I don't know, a challenge video or something it's, random it's, like that. Yeah, it's just it's how we, we always say this. Me and Theo sit and we chat and talk for such a long time. Like we played badminton together, mm. and I dropped Theo home the other day, and we would spend forty five minutes sat in my car Same. on his driveway <laughs> talking about PlayStation. And then we were just like, why don't we just put a microphone on and just record our conversations talking about games? So that's exactly what we've done. That's we really cool. hope you've enjoyed it. And I hope you've enjoyed it, Theo. I have enjoyed it immensely, James. And if we uh, get enough people to say they enjoyed it, we'll, we'll do this again. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me. And thank you for watching. We will see you in the next one.